Okay, hey everybody, this is Ari in the Air. Today on the podcast, I want to tell you this crazy story about what happened in Valle de Bravo, Mexico last year, January 2016, okay? Valle de Bravo is this beautiful, picturesque town in central Mexico, about two hours from Mexico City. It's high up in the mountains, it's on this beautiful, huge lake, and it's one of the world's best places to fly cross-country paragliding. So, at the time, there was the Paragliding World Cup Super Final going on, meaning that over the entire course of the year, they go around the world to these different venues and everyone races, and at the Super Final, it's basically the final race where only the top 150 people who have qualified are racing. So I'm flying at a site where there's 150 pilots every day who are the best in the world flying around, which is so awesome. You get to learn a lot just by watching them. Okay. The town itself is really quaint. It has this beautiful little plaza in the middle of it. You can land your paraglider right next to the lake and just walk the eight blocks or whatever it is up into the town. And in the town, every night there's these two or three ladies who have these taco carts, okay? It's not a taco truck. It's like a little tiny taco cart. And they'll give you a taco for like 75 cents, you know, or something, 50 cents. Tacos and quesadillas and pambasos and all kinds of little delicious treats. And they've got, you know, six or eight different kinds of fillings. You can have the chicken, you can have the pork, you can have the tinga, the lengua, the... The chicharron, all kinds of things, right? I love eating food from street vendors in Mexico. It's pretty much my favorite way to eat. So one night, we'd been paragliding all day. I had a couple friends from Oregon down there with me, and we all went to dinner and had some drinks and hung out. And then we went back to my buddy's uh, hotel room. He had a little vape pen that he had brought with him, and we partook. Anyway, one thing leads to another. Getting, it's getting kind of late, so we all decide that we're going to go back to the hotel. So as I walk out of his hotel, a person is walking down the street, and we meet eyes. And just something about the way he looked and the way he walked, I just knew that he was an American. So as we start walking down the sidewalk, he's like half a block ahead of us, and he hears us making jokes and laughing in English, so he stops and waits for us with his girlfriend. And... We come up on him and he said, hey guys, couldn't help but overhear your English. I was hoping you could tell me where the bar is. We said, of course, yeah, the bar's two doors down from my hotel. We'll walk you right there. So, turns out this guy, we'll just call him JDPS because that's his name, Juan Diego. Shout out to Juan. He uh, is from Washington, D.C. and is just there visiting because he's been living in Mexico City. He's kind of got an interesting story. Anyway... <clears throat> we take him to the bar, and uh, we were just going to leave him there and say, yeah, here's the bar, we're going home. But he insisted. He's like, no, 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 I'm buying you guys a round of drinks. And so, just a little tidbit about me. Real, no, really not that hard to twist my arm into getting me to, <laughs> to drink a, a free drink. So, uh, we go into the bar, and he buys us a round of tequila shots, beer back. Which is really nice. I love it. Love it. Uh, so we drink it and we start laughing and we start getting along. And so we drink another one and then 
Um, the bar says that they're about to close, so we get another one. So in about an hour, I think we drank three shots of tequila and a pair of beers each. So not totally wasted, but uh, having a great time. So we we closed down the bar, which was kind of early. I think it was only like 12. It was only like midnight or something. But we go out and we go into the plaza and we're going to have our, our favorite tacos from the lady, right? And so we go to the lady and we get our first taco. You know, you don't go up to the lady and you, you don't say, I'll take three of these, two of these, and two of these. No, you say, I'll start with one of this, one of these. And she gives it to you, and then you go back and you're like, okay, I'll take one of these. And you eat it, and then you go back and you say, I'll take one of these. All right, so I get my first taco, I eat it, and there's this little kid who's uh, maybe 11 or 12, maybe 13 years old. They call him Camouflage, and he's a street kid. He lives there. He doesn't live on the street. He has a family, but he hangs out on the street. He hangs out in the plaza constantly, and he's either he's looking for opportunity, <laughs> The opportunities he's looking for are either to make money or to cause trouble. So to make money, he's going to do things like opening the door of a taxi for a gringo, hoping that it'll hand him a couple pesos, um, you know, that kind of thing. As for the trouble, I'm not so well versed in exactly what he's doing to get in trouble, but I can only imagine as I was a 12 11, 12, and 13-year-old troublemaker in my own life. So this kid is now talking to the taco lady that I'm eating at her taco cart, and they seem to have some rapport with each other because the kid, he sits down in her chair behind her taco stand, and she makes him a plate of enchiladas, right, which is not on the menu. You can't order enchiladas from her, but she makes it for him. So he's sitting there, and he's eating his enchiladas, they're on a plate on his lap, and he's sitting on a stool. Around the corner comes this visibly intoxicated, I would say 70-year-old man, 65, 70. He's staggering and just looking wasted, and he walks right up to the kid, and the kid's name is Camouflage. That's what they call him. I don't know if I mentioned that. He walks right up to Camouflage, and he swings back like fucking Cristiano Ronaldo and he takes this huge swinging kick at camouflage and he kicks camouflage in the legs and his kick swings up between his legs and knocks his plate of enchiladas up into the air which then lands face down on camouflage's chest well holy shit I'm standing right there just thinking what the fuck is going on here and camouflage jumps up out of his seat, he grabs the enchilada off of his chest, he puts it back onto his plate, and he proceeds to rip his flannel off like a little vato about to street fight, and he puts his dukes up and starts taunting the old man, put your dukes up, we're fighting right now, get your, this is all in Spanish, he's like, get your, let's see your knife, pussy! And right then, this 65, 70-year-old drunk-ass dude brandishes this box cutter out of his pocket okay and it's not the box cutter that has the little white sleeve that you can just slide in and out and it gives you a razor this is the one that like ratchets out that all the blades are like pre-perforated so they'll break off which when you brandish it all the way out it means that your knife will just easily break which gives me a pretty good idea that this guy's just a fucking moron 
has no idea what he's doing and ha- has more intent on threatening than trying to stab someone with this box cutter. But at any rate, I see the situation escalating pretty fast. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, and the little kid really just like, he wants to fight this guy. And so the first thing I do is I just get between the two of them and I grab a hold of Camouflage's shoulders and I physically turn him around 180 degrees and I get him to sit back down on the stool behind the taco cart and I tell him to calm down. I put his enchiladas that now have fibers from his flannel. (laughs) I put the enchiladas back on his lap and I try to get Camouflage to continue eating his enchiladas. Well, my thought was that if I could just get camouflage to sit down, everything would just, in due time, cool off. Both parties would go their own way. Well, that's not how it. Um, that's not how it panned out. The old man wasted, and at this point, I think he was confused in his mind. Of he he thought he was going to fight, and now he's not fighting, and so he's he's really confused as to have how to have a clean exit from this and he continues to taunt camouflage and he's taunting him by calling him a pussy and this is a seven-year-old man calling a 12-year-old kid a pussy wow um and he keeps he's brandishing the knife and he's waving it around and he keeps taking steps towards camouflage sitting there okay and at this point i'm not directly in between them I'm kind of off to the side, but I'm my hackles are up. I'm on full full alert here, and I'm seeing the knife in his hand. I don't want to get stabbed. I don't want to get accidentally stabbed, or accidentally stabbed, or accidentally sliced by some fucking razor in Valle. It's not exactly the a place you want to get hurt or go to the hospital. Um, but I'm watching this guy get closer and closer to camouflage, taunting waving this knife, brandishing it, and uh, at some point, he just kind of, I could tell that it was not going to just dissolve. He wasn't just going to, like, call him a pussy one last time and walk away. And so in my mind, I kind of drew a line in the sand that if drunken dude came across this, this invisible line that I was going to have to physically do something. And what I was going to do, I was still wasn't sure about. Um, but anyway, sooner than later, drunk guy takes like this really big, like lunging step towards camouflage with this knife. And I just took a quick step towards him. I had my eye on his knife and he had it low down by his side on the other side of me. And I took one step towards him and just put both of my hands on his chest and just shoved him as hard as I could. Which, when you're all fired up and your hackles are up and you think you're about to fight or something, you're a little bit stronger than you would ever know. And so when I shoved this old man, he went flying back. He was like horizontal, three feet over the ground. He landed on his ass and smacked his head on the sidewalk. Which wasn't my intention, but he deserved it. And <laughs> the his eyes didn't like roll back in his head, but you know his 
his uh, facial expressions changed pretty rapidly from being a taunting asshole to being very confused as to why his head just hit the sidewalk so hard. But like I said earlier, there was two taco ladies. Okay, there's two taco carts. The other lady, the lady from the other cart, then runs out behind her cart and starts screaming at me in Spanish, Why did you hit him? That boy is a rat! Wow. Okay. Here's the moral of the story. As I told it to the other taco lady. It doesn't matter if the boy is a rat. This is a 70-year-old drunken man threatening a 12-year-old boy with a knife. How you would ever defend someone for those actions is fucking beyond me. Let's just say I never ate her tacos, bitch. But, yeah, I threw the guy down. Uh, He got up and was pretty confused and kind of dazed and he had dropped his knife and the only thing I would have done differently was when he knocked his head and was confused, I would have picked up the knife and taken it away from him immediately so that he couldn't further harass the community. But I didn't. But this whole time that like we're having this altercation, my wife, who has also had the three tequilas, <laughs> is screaming at me. Ari, leave him alone! Leave him alone! Come on, Ari, let's go! Like, she's afraid that I'm going to, like, get beat up or something. And I'm looking around, like, I've got this, like, new friend of mine from Washington, D.C., and he's not exactly tiny, and we've got this 70-year-old drunken man. I'm like, who is going to beat us up here? What? Why are you screaming at me? Um, but after I pushed the guy down and had the, the interaction with the, the other lady defending him, we heard these, like, like there was people in the plaza that were kind of chanting kick his ass kick his ass and at the time my wife was like they're gonna beat you up i was like no they're telling me to kick his ass (laughs) oh i didn't kick his ass i just pushed him down it worked but here's the thing the next day i was walking out of the plaza in the evening and i saw camouflage walking with who I assume was his older brother. His older brother was kind of like a half step behind camouflage, you know, in the way that he was keeping his eye on him and making sure that he was behaving himself. And when camouflage saw me, his eyes lit up like, oh, my savior, you saved me. You stood up for me. And he like came up to me and wanted to give me a high five. And I said, no. You fucking behave yourself. You obviously have been doing something that has you fighting 70-year-old drunk man in the plaza. Come on. Get your shit together, kid. And I'm glad his brother heard that conversation as well. But I'll be back in Vi, and I'll be looking for camouflage. Hopefully we can inspire him to paraglide or do something so he's not just doing constant fuckery in the plaza. But there you have it. That's my story. The only time I've thrown a seven-year-old man on the ground. (laughs) Okay, so if you like it, 
like that story, you got some questions, shoot me an email, airintheair at gmail.com. Check out this podcast on bivy.tv or at airintheair.com where you'll find uh, trips and coaching. Bivy.tv is your source for all your real adventure culture needs, baby. We'll see you soon. Peace.